1: how do you come up with imagine dragons is imagine dragons the worst rock band right now the most hated rock band right now
2: imagine dragons suck giant hairy monkey balls
3: imagine dragons more like imagine my thirds what a bunch of fucking gay ass singers from las vegas imagine dragons
4: you've probably heard of this band they're all over the radio They're nothing but pop garbage. Their songs are meaningless. They pander to a certain crowd, and these people absolutely eat it up. They they don't realize that they're listening to something that's absolutely meaningless. A stupid sing song chant that means nothing. And then there's Imagine Dragon. And let me tell
5: ya, their music is terrible.
2: Broken from my young age, shaking my soul it, to the masses, writing my poem. The few things look at me, tickle me, feeling me, feeling me, sinking from hiding. From the pain, taking my message. From the veins, picking my message. From the pain, seeing the beauty through that. <laughs>
6: You're listening to the Cobras and Fire Podcast, part of the Decimal Geek Podcast Network, and your home for conceptualized tarragons.
1: Fire. I'm your host, Luce Cannon, and I am joined, as always, with the thunder and the lightning, Baco. How are you, sir?
6: I'm well, Luce. How are you this evening?
1: I am excellent, thank you for asking. I am imagining myself as a dragon. Is it a bro dragon? <laughs>
6: Come at me, bro. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's a good time to uh, announce my new uh, uh, band I'm starting, uh, the Imagine Bro Dragons. <laughs>
1: Can we give Can we uh, give the audience a update on your Bro Dragon uh, project? Yeah, Do you have any um, updates.
6: Where did we leave it last?
1: Well, you were t- you just gave a, give give the general synopsis for those <laughs> who haven't heard that episode of of what a Bro Dragon is.
6: Okay, well a Bro Dragon's like this. Uh, you know, he's he's a dragon, but he's also a total bro. You know, he likes to. <laughs> He likes to do keg stands and take his shirt off at parties and, uh, you know, (laughs) eventually someone starts acting the fool and he's like, come at me, bro. So he's not afraid to throw down. Is he,
1: a guy, is he a bro dragon that hangs out at Planet Fitness a lot?
6: <laughs> no, he doesn't like Planet Fitness because he's not PC bro. He does, he does not need judgment-free zones.
1: I gotcha. But besides that general description, do you have any plot or anything that you've been working on for the movie since we last talked a year ago? Uh, no, I'm a-
6: actually, I, I've moved on to a new movie. Do you want to hear that? Oh, God. Sure. It's called God's Will. Uh, and basically it's, uh, basically about God's descendants who like, like, uh, are in line to basically inherit all of God's kingdom. The problem is, is they all die, but God keeps living. So the next in line, his like, he's been hatching this plan for a while. He actually, uh, puts out a hit on God with the idea that he's going to inherit, uh, the kingdom of God. It's going to be an Adam Sandler type movie, I think.
1: I was imagining more Tommy Lee in the main role, mm. of putting the hit on.
6: On, on, on God. that'd be rad. I don't know. I just uh, that was a lot more deep than Bro Dragon. It took a turn. I thought, hey, I'm growing as a writer. Okay, um, but uh, just like Bro Dragon, I have now completed my entire work on God's Will.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, what about uh, we ever thinking about making a movie out of your song uh, 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 Power
6: Ram? Uh, no, but that was going to be the the music that played on the credits to Veganable.
1: <laughs> I still think it should be playing in the background of of the kegger that Bro Dragons at.
6: Oh, that's not a bad idea too. Yeah, uh, maybe I can like hire uh, uh, um, Jeff Pilsen and Zach Wild to be like the band at a party. Ooh, they'll be like called it. they'll be called Power Ram.
1: Well, for those listening to our show for the first time, you may, you may have already turned it off, not
6: understanding
1: what the hell is going on. But uh, welcome to Cobras in the Fire, yeah. and and uh, we will we'll try to transition from this. Well, Baco, you want to start this this episode off with some positivity, and that is people talking about us, which we love to hear about ourselves. Yeah, what yes. kind of re-
6: do you have some sort of review or comment that we can share with the listeners?
1: Sure. Uh, well, I don't have anything prepared. Do you mind if I just jump on Pod Chaser? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go for it. Okay. And if you're not familiar, check out Chaser. It's got all your favorite podcasts there. You can leave a review on both the show, and what's unique about it is you
6: can actually light us up on the specific episode. You can leave um, five stars, or you can leave 51 stars. <laughs> yes. It
1: depends what country you're from.
6: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, But, uh, yeah, okay, here it is. Here's our profile, as I always like, Cobras and Fire comedy slash rock talk show. A music, comedy, and metal podcast featuring Baco. (laughs) Just Baco. What what is this about? Uh, I don't know anything about that. Okay. You're saying Uh, it doesn't mention loose cannon at all? I don't see my, uh, no, it just says Baco, features Baco. Anyway. Look, I don't know anything about it, man. Okay, so let's just move on here. Uh, this one's kind of short and sweet. Uh, I don't think we've read this before. It, one of the newest ones. It just says, pretty straight to the point, it's from Alex S., and it says, get your head out of your ass loose, <laughs> get some
6: squish, and listen to Cobras of Fire. <laughs> Does it actually say loose? <laughs> get your head out of your ass loose? Yes! Oh, well, thank you, Alex S. Oh, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, you you too can go to Pod Chaser with and check out our program hosted by myself. And apparently nobody else. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll have to get that uh, glitch figured out. That that That's top priority after this recording here. Sure. Uh, go ahead and leave us a rating. Uh, uh, one to five stars, your choice. Uh, comment on the show. We might read it and talk about you. And uh, say nice things like uh, a sexy man, Alex S. You can also that's find right. us on Facebook. What's that address again, Gloos? Because I always fuck that one up. On Facebook, it's just Facebook.com, Cobras, and Fire. And we also have the private group, Cobra's On Fire. Just search Cobra's On Fire. It'll come up in your group list. And send us a request. We let everybody in pretty much. Act like an a-hole. We might take you out, but uh, we haven't had that happen yet. Uh, we're on Twitter, on at Cobra's Fire, and just basically Google Cobra's On Fire podcast, and you will find us on almost every player out there, iTunes, Stitcher. Oh, Podbean, Spotify. We're everywhere, man. I mean, we're out there. We don't have a beer this week for our Buy a Beer program. Uh, what is that? Uh, GoFundMe.com. Uh, Absolutely Drink, correct? That is
1: exactly correct. You can also use the Shop Now tab on our Facebook page, and it'll take you right there.
6: We don't have one today because uh, I was able to uh, find a beer that David Glenn picked up for us, but you, unfortunately, were not, so it doesn't seem to matter. Now you're you're uh, dipping out of asshole beers. Nothing's going to make you happy. People, start buying loose can and cans of Budweiser.
1: (laughs) You know, I I did go to uh, Total Wine tonight and asked for alternatives such as Burning Bro that is funny, it's bro. Is it Burning Brothers or Burning Brothers? It's
6: Burning Brothers, yeah, Pyro. Yeah, I mean, truth be told, I couldn't find his first pick either at the one here. Um, but while I was in Total Wine, I messaged him, and he gave me a couple uh, uh, alternatives, which I passed on to you. And it- Well,
3: it's a good thing he
6: was waiting for you, just waiting for that call mm-hmm. right at the exact time to yeah. get more information.
1: Besides, instead of just asking ahead of time, just in case, right? <laughs> yeah, because I needed it three weeks later. I, I don't understand. Bold Brewing Starfire. Um, they have, what's it called? Like star, Walking Zombie Clown Shoes. He's got a lot of cool sounding beers, but mm-hmm. a- apparently they don't have any distributed... Distributors. I'm not. In
6: he, my area. He's. Uh. He, 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 I'm not sure where he's out of. Do you, do you know? I mean.
1: I. I don't. I don't. But. But. but well. No. But he mentions that a lot of those are Boston beers and stuff like that. So. Okay. Definitely <laughs> want to check all these out. So first off, David, thank you for your donation to begin with.
6: We will get to it. But yeah, well, David, you're you're next up on the list. uh Luce will be contacting you to to get all that sorted out. Uh, but thank you everybody who's contributed. Uh, we we got a bunch coming up, and uh, it sounds like we're gonna have a hard time with Toomies too. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, I did ask for it. We won't even say what that is, but I actually went there and asked for that, too, and they said, well, we sold a lot of it in November, and we haven't restocked it, which sounded like bullshit, because apparently this beer just came out
6: this year. It did not come out in November. You talked to a guy who said, this is what the Foster's can has always only looked like.
1: So, um, I guess you're going to be helping out with these episodes because you're you're covered in snow. You can't get out of your your driveway. Yeah? You're going to help out editing?
6: Yeah, yeah, I'll be editing because uh, basically I can't leave my house for the next seven weeks. Thanks, Punxsutawney Phil. (laughs) That's
1: right. So, how many inches of snow did you guys get this? uh...
6: It's actually about 48 we got in February, but that's kind of misleading. That makes it sound like, you know, from February 1st to February 28th, we got most of that the last couple weeks. Okay, so that's like, what, five Tommy Lees? <laughs> uh, no, it's about seven, but you just got to shave the hair around the shaft. <laughs> Makes it look longer. It's very technical.
1: <laughs> how, would you like, how would you like a weather forecaster to just say, uh, today on the forecast, we have a Tommy Lee of snow. <laughs>
6: Yeah, we're expecting uh three quarters to a half or a half to three quarter Tommy Lee. It's kinda like it like they they show it like uh like flaccid to erect. <laughs> That's the snow forecast. Oh my oh. lord, we are off the rails tonight. Thank you, uh fosters. You know, I only You're had welcome. the one beer. It can't be that bad. Yeah, all right, all right. All right, well, so-, so what are we talking about today, Luce? we're talking about Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee measurements of snow. He's sticking his dick in a snowbank to see how deep it is. <laughs>
1: That's right. Hold on. They, they get. Oh, you know they flash. They flash. They flash to those reporters all the time that they're like in the middle of a fucking hurricane, like with a microphone. Yeah. I always gets <laughs> it's funny. I would, I just imagine that they flash to a, a reporter. It's just Tommy Lee, and he has a uh, uh, like. Uh, Dr. Feel good error he was just wearing like a leather jock strap <laughs> on the middle of the snow, <laughs> sticking his dick in the snow, <laughs> giving you know, the measurements. It's, it's
6: weird the other night when I was doing dishes, as I'm want to do. Uh sure. I actually thought I heard somebody outside say rad. <laughs> it, was, it was actually your mother reporter. And I saw some like footprints. They <laughs> looked like about a size fourteen.
1: <laughs> oh God. So <laughs> yeah, so if if you haven't... If, if, and a, leather, and a those, leather
6: thong in a men's size.
1: <laughs> if you haven't heard our last episode, we're in the middle of March Badness, and uh, uh, that's a, 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 little, a little taste of the Motley Crue Sands of Los Angeles episode. Enjoy.
6: Yes. Uh, well, you know, speaking of that, why don't we talk about the Dirt trailer, you know, the uh, the much ballyhooed uh, Motley Crue movie that's uh, it's only taken about 17 years to make, right? Sure, yeah, it was just a, a little bit – they call that development hell. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so just
1: so you know, in short, The Motley Crue the Dirt is going to be coming out uh, on Netflix at the end of March. March right? 22nd. March 22nd. Mark your calendars. It's a Friday. Realize, <laughs> it's a Friday, bro. And uh, so, the director of Dirt is the same director that did Jackass One, Two, and Bad Grandpa. So, do, ex- <laughs> do expect at, at one point that Tom, Tommy Lee will
6: be taking a shit in a toilet. <laughs> I was going to say at some in point, in in the Tommy middle Lee's going to get stuck in a pop machine. <laughs> <laughs> I love how, like, the day before the full trailer comes out, there's a 30 second teaser for the trailer. It's like, here's a commercial for the commercial for the movie. I'll, I'll wait a day and I'll watch the whole thing tomorrow. So uh, how about those wigs? Yeah, that was probably the first thing that stuck out to me. Uh, uh, and I even commented on Mark Striegel's page. Apparently he's running with it. Uh, they didn't get the wigs right. That's not a good sign. They, I mean, if you can't get a convincing wig, although I, I would argue they didn't really do a great job with Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody's wig, The rest of the guys looked a little bit better, but I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, would you think that would be the one thing that they can nail is like the outfits and the wigs and those wigs just look, they look fake as fuck. They look like goddamn wigs and they don't look like Motley Crue. I gotcha. Um, the
3: first, I look like the guy
6: who liked Motley Crue and he was a one-time character on saved by the bell twice. (laughs) Oh my God. But, you know,
1: the first, through the whole trailer, I'm watching it and I'm like, OK, that looks like they have a decent production uh, value and things like that, except for the wigs. But, uh,
6: you sure. know, it looks it it, like it's shot pretty.
1: But the thing that, I, that really drew me into the whole beginning of the trailer was the phrase.
6: It could have happened to anybody, but it didn't. It happened to us. What does that even mean? How could it have happened to anybody? It doesn't mean anything.
1: It's the same thing. as only time will tell if we stand the test of time. It, it, it's it's a Tommy Lee. That is a definite Tommy Lee quote. Can we at least agree with
6: that? I well, yes? I mean, it sounds like something he would say, but I don't know that he actually said it.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, the, 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 the first draft of it was, I could have been that stoner burnout that drops out of high school, <laughs> goes to work at the Clark Station before getting busted uh, for dealing dime bags to four-year-olds behind Denny's, but I wasn't. I was uh, a drummer in Motley Crue. Man, are, are you going to watch it with the wife? I, I don't know, because apparently the opening scene is about the girl that has a face like a moose, but is a squirter.
6: Tommy Lee's girlfriend. <laughs>
1: right so that's how you that's how the movie starts
6: oh nice apparently do you, now do you think they're gonna uh, uh have a, a scene in there where vince is glad that uh a girl he kind of set up to be raped got raped that night and it wasn't by the person that he thought might have raped her and he's like <laughs> dodged a bullet there oh, i i i yeah yeah it, it i what a horrible I, human
1: being that guy is. Everybody, Everybody's terrible human beings. The thing that I want... Matt Mick. To, he's a good guy.
6: <laughs> he really is. Shows up to work on time, does his
1: job. He's a real stand-up guy. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Never mind. Sorry. Bad joke. I think Mick props up the whole movie. <laughs> Listen... If you're going to lean on anybody, it's Mick. Never mind.
6: Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, look, I, 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 my, I'm, on, I'm on the record that all of these rock biopics are pretty much garbage. I do not like the way musicians are portrayed in these things. I don't like the, the, the scenarios they craft. And I just don't like how fast and loose they decide to be with factual events and timelines. I just I don't understand why people who are also musicians don't feel the same way. I almost question how much they actually care when they're looking forward to stuff like this. I never thought this was a good idea. I, I, I just saw Bohemian Rhapsody. It was exactly what I thought it would be. Um, I heard people rave about that. I heard people rave about that fucking straight out of the Compton movie. That was just as stupid as all the rock ones I've seen. And I, but but we've we're entering this new age where uh, we, we accept things, you know, just because we want them to be good, and it, that, we should you know, be a little more open mind, man. God damn it! Here is my question
1: on the Bohemian Rhapsody thing. I have I've already given myself the expectation that I'm not going to like the timeline. I'm not going to like it. All this kind of stuff was that movie at least decent in the whole spectacle because it looks like it's at least had some money behind it. It looks like it would be like the soundtrack is. I mean, whatever you whatever your uh, uh, fandom of Queen is, mm-hmm. the soundtrack is pretty awesome.
6: Yeah, well, it's basically their greatest hits. Uh, I, I know. know um but. yeah look i'm not i'm not the biggest queen fan the, uh, to, to answer your question yeah i, th- I mean you're not going to get bored watching it you're not gonna that's get, what i'm saying you i never I, there was at no point where i was like when is this going to end uh okay. well except for maybe. except for maybe the ending <laughs> i was like they're, they're still going <laughs> uh, i won't ruin that for you it sounds like you haven't seen it but and I'm I sure, I, I guarantee this Motley Crue movie uh, will probably drive me up a fucking wall because, unlike Queen, I do know their history. And I will see inaccuracy after inaccuracy over and over again. I'll see these guys portrayed in a way that probably puts them in a sympathetic light, or they're just going to skip over uh, the whole car crash thing. Um, I, I, I'm just going to be offended on almost every level, but at the same time, I guarantee I won't be bored. I, I don't anticipate you know like just like wanting to to turn it off
1: in, in general. Queen, nothing really crazy ever happened to them. Basically, you know, there's not that drama. Like, I, I haven't seen the movie yet, but I'm assuming that there's nothing. There's no huge drama in their story except the fact that it,
6: there's some fabricated not. drama in this movie.
1: Right. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Is like, but but on the flip side, there's so much drama with Motley Crue that they're either going to have to like. I think it would be better served. Oh, if good they point. Had, it, it, it like <clears throat> I think it would be better served, you know, and uh, I don't think it would have been that much more money or anything like that if they just, you know, Netflix is notorious of taking a basic story and stretching it over
6: four episodes or doing it in, you know, what I mean like like a uh, forty five minutes here. Here's the problem with it, that. Okay, go ahead. Because it it would be successful if it was done good, and then they'd have to do a season two. <laughs>
1: I guess you're right. Well yeah.
6: well, I don't know Netflix what to Netflix is notorious it. for great shows that only need one season that but right. b- b- because they're they're good, they do a second one that just really underwhelms Stranger Things. Thirteen <laughs> Reasons Why Making a Murder Uh the Making a Murderer thing still has some story playing out, so that was pretty I decent. don't think Stranger Things too it was bad. I didn't think it was bad, but it underwhelmed. I was like oh, eh. it was, the first season was definitely amazing. Yeah, the first season in- killed in it. Now in yeah. fairness, Stranger Thing was actually planned to be three parts uh what's the new one that's blowing up uh the umbrella academy that just got picked up for a a second year and that really i I, we're not done watching it but it has the feel of something that really doesn't need a second season right but you know what motley crew fans people looking for this movie that's exactly the problem we all want things we like to last forever and continue to go. That's the problem I have with KISS fans. That's the problem I have with just once I let go of a lot of shit, uh, I felt a lot better about almost everything. Once I stopped caring that KISS had a great, they, they charted well on release day and, and their, sold, their shows sold out, then, it, then I just felt better. And that's a lot of what, what people are looking forward like, you know, for this movie. It's like, oh, I'm a huge Motley Crue fan. I'm so pumped for this fucking movie. There's no chance those guys aren't going to love this movie, even though it insults them every fucking minute of the way.
1: Okay, I get. It. I agree with everything you're saying. This is what I'm talking about for the for the the dirt. Though they think it would never happen, but they think this would be amazing. Now, obviously, you've read the dirt. Yes. Mm-hmm. It kind of reset the way that that uh, rock biographies are written, where it has what I call the. The um, conversa- kind of the, the different perspective, un- unreliable narrator if you see my <laughs> meaning, okay? Where where you hear different versions of the same events, back and forth. It was it was just re- written that way. It would be f- this is just for comedy purposes. It would be great if there was the dirt in four different, different perspectives, four <laughs> episodes on Netflix. <laughs> where it was the Vince oh, Neil man. version, the Nikki Six version, Mick Mars, and the Tommy Lee version. Now the Tommy Lee version... Would just would would just be simply him <laughs> writing things on with cray, with crayon, <laughs> and also like, do you remember the part in, in the dirt where it was just twenty pages with nothing on it? Do you remember that? And it was Tommy Lee's section. That was because he wrote
6: his section in invisible ink. <laughs> I, I honestly don't recall that. Uh, <laughs> But the, the writing style you're talking about, they but- call that, what, an oral history where – because, like, the Eric oh, right. Carr, the Tale of the Fox was – like, they basically – they start at a certain point in time and carry it to another point, and then they have several people tell, you know, their their same thing. Keith Richards, like, did that in his book too, but uh, as far as – I love as, it. I love that, though. I You know, it was – The it, style. I actually love your idea. Uh, why not – do, like, the dirt like that. I mean, the problem is that the reason the dirt took so long is there just wasn't really an audience for it that merited the investment, if if that makes sense. Right. Um, uh, yeah. But I would I, love, I, th- I think that's a like, fabulous, because I always wonder, how are you going to do this? Because everything in there is from four points of view, minimum.
1: Right. Um, and then the, the, the Mick Mars version would just be him going on stage and then sleeping in between each, <laughs> each, each, each concert. And
6: that's the, whole, that's the whole hour. It's just standing up. I have bonitis. My
7: bones! <gasps> <gasps> oh my God, he's bonitis!
1: <laughs> yep, yep bitching him bitching about his back, not moving. That's and then for then all, all you Futurama
6: fans out there. Do you think we have any <laughs> listeners that watch Futurama religiously?
4: <laughs> <laughs> my only regret is that I have. <laughs>
6: <laughs> we have a very focused audience. People that like Motley Crue and Futurama. Yeah, what's uh what's that disease Mick has? I think it's called old as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's his chapter. Anyway, so Mick Mars called right is, Bro, <laughs> move to Arizona <laughs> like a normal white person. <laughs> All I know is that it would be
1: interesting because it'd be like Vince Neil's version where he never killed anybody; he was just going for the store, and something happened. And uh, it, you know that would be amazing. But uh, I I I know what you're saying; like you don't want to drag it out, etc. But you know, it is. It's going to be a clusterfuck. Hopefully, they have enough facts, or at least the timeline makes somewhat. Ugh, uh, like if it's a two-hour movie, though. But I'm saying, like, if they couldn't if for a two get the wings movie, right,
6: they're not going to pay attention to the fucking facts.
1: Right, and the guy that the guy that uh, is playing Doc McGee plays like serial yeah. killers and, yeah. and, and and stuff like that. He's like he he's was like also a uh,
6: he was in that movie that uh, uh, was Seated Rapids. He's been in a
1: ton of stuff, but he's, he's he's usually just like kind of a kind of a scary guy in movies too. Uh,
6: um, is he? Is he? I thought he was more like the boring dad. Well, the boring dad that. Kills you <laughs> exactly dad's really boring until he killed me so yeah it sounds like we're both really looking forward to it expect great things uh, i um, i am i am i'm i'm basically when
1: when that thing is on i'm in a big bowl of popcorn and notepad at my side and just like <laughs> making this sound about every five minutes i'm gonna be like
6: how about on the, on the on the on the? Let's use the the, the weather graphic with the Tommy Lee Chubbo meter. <laughs> what are you expecting? Like uh, you're gonna get uh, uh, like flaccid, quarter, half, three quarter, full chub? Where do you think it will be? Well, I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say flaccid
1: with shaved shaft.
6: pretty important people in the music industry. We are pretty much required to go out and take in a live concert uh, here and there. And we both got sure. a show this week. I only know about yours, though, because a friend of the show, Rob, texted me asking me how it was, uh, thinking, I, I think he thought he was texting you.
1: <laughs> he's, he's easily confused. So, yes. So <laughs> I, um, as I've mentioned on this podcast before, Cheers, there, Rob. Is, I, there is a place called Herman's Hideaway, which is amusing in itself, the name of it. In Denver, so it's kind of one of these places that's focused and primarily. pretty much. Rock and Ron lives there, right? He does. Yes. Anytime on Facebook that I see a concert there, it says going. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, like, on like
6: uh, interested going. The, uh, the Rock and right. Ron is always undergoing. He's on there. Like for example, upcoming right now, there is
1: uh, Anvil is playing there soon with John Jameson opening. So I may just go just for that. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Uh, you've got Kicks coming up there. You know. Anyway, so it's one of those places that just focuses on thirty years ago plus, essentially the eighties, yeah. and which is and yeah, they get them listen, all. They really do, and this is the deal. It was last Saturday, and I've never been. I've been to. I've been here for several shows before, but I've never I've seen the Bullet Boys there, other bands of that ilk, and but I've never gone on a Saturday before. So, Wart playing a a bar on a Saturday. This, this place is – it's one of these places just to, give, to set the scene. You walk in there, and there's a bar to your left, and there's some tables in the middle, a small stage, and that is pretty much it. So there's, it's not like a, a, a place that is, is specifically designed for it,
6: for hosting a large Sure. Uh, no, I've, I've seen the videos of Rock and Run posts. <laughs> okay. All right.
1: So with that said, how many openers do you think were b- before Warrant? eight five no five, way five openers i specifically avoided um all of them uh because i know they usually go on stage about 10 30 10 o'clock the headliner yeah. so i got there at 10 just to be safe and the fourth opener was just finishing are you fucking kidding me uh, to begin Christ. with okay what time is so this? This Well, the fourth opener was ending at 10, and okay. they had another opener that had nothing to do with th- – th- that opener that ended was called Circus with a K in the middle of it that played a bunch of – like Circus Magazine, really shitty covers, 80s, stuff like that. That made sense. The next band that went on was a death metal band, not joking. Um, that went on. They didn't get done until right at 11. And you know I'm an old man. We're old men now, Baco. Yeah. Yes, and I'm there at this point. I'm like, okay – Grandpa got to go sleep. That's right. And and, and I'm forgetting the fact that when I walked in here, I was quite shocked because Herman's Hideaway turned into – not Herman's Hideaway, but excuse me, pardon me, I'm sorry. There was at least 400 people in the 350 – max oh, venue it like was my corrosion way, show yeah it was packed to the gills fire marshal bill would have had a heart attack he'd have had to take the de- de- defibrillator on him and just bring him back to life and, and he would do very disgusting things the, the point being is is i was like okay first off this place is insanely packed i've never been to any show in denver or actually anywhere that was this packed, the fact that you could not get around anywhere, on the sides, by the bar, anywhere, hot, sweaty, all that stuff like that. And I'm thinking, okay, hold on. This is for a Janie Lane-less warrant. It's kind of fucking crazy if you think about it.
6: You know, I think it has a lot to do with that it wasn't a Saturday. Yeah, I think they had five openers, and them guys and their girlfriends were, you know, half the crowd. (laughs) That might be part
1: of it, because... Because I was I was quite shocked though, and and I'm a warrant fan, okay. Unlike you, um, as I understand, at least you don't you like you appreciate maybe some of it or none of
6: it. I don't I'm not know, n- I'm not a hater, but uh, I definitely don't. Uh, I definitely don't agree with some of the praise uh, that that some people heap on. Uh, Jamie Lane as a songwriter or a singer. The, fair I, enough. Yeah. Okay. So,
1: so, but I had I had heard on a, a friend of the show Sunny Pooney of the Grown Up Rock <laughs> podcast rave about their performance.
6: Wang Dang yes. Sweet Poonie Tang. There we
1: go. Yeah, it, it rave about the performance they saw, and he he gave me the set list, and I was like, "That's actually is hey. is somebody that likes." Um, the majority of their their catalog, I like the set list was pretty badass. I, I I liked it a lot, and so I was like, okay.
6: I think um, I know where you're going because I know what kind of tour they're doing right now. And by okay, the way, Sonny well, Pooney yeah. might be the American version of Wally Gator. <laughs> That's a compliment, right? Yeah, of course.
1: Okay. <laughs> Much so, love, Sunny. So I, I saw the set list before, and I was like, all right, this is cool. Like like they have their hits in there. They have some more obscure stuff they like on their later albums. Awesome. So I get there, and I'm not. I guess I wasn't aware that they were going to do their dirty. Just so you know, it's the anniversary, thirtieth anniversary of their dirty, rotten, filthy, yeah. stinking, rich album. Just so you know, yes. Just like, just like it's a, the thirtieth anniversary of "Blow My Fuse" or whatever like that, where you think like, <laughs> like okay, did it's Bo a, Hill it's a, remix their record? <laughs> no, and everything like that. And, and, and anyway, so of all the Warrant albums. However you think about warrant, that is by far my least favorite. So oh, they really? start okay. Oh yeah. And so they s they, they start playing thirty two pennies. Uh yeah, that's 11... what I was
6: saying. I kinda know where you're going with this, but uh, uh carry on. Yeah.
1: Anyway, the point is it's 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 uncomfortable as fuck. I've been there an hour listening to horrible music. They they finally come out and they they brought out all these uh, like the album covers, the backdrop, and all this kind of stuff. And and finally they they hit the stage.
6: Hey, and, can I ask you a real quick question? Steven Sweet yeah.
1: isn't playing with them still, right? I don't know. So that's the whole thing. Is like uh, like I I know he I was I just announced
6: as cancer free,
1: but I'm not sure that he's with the band. It seemed like from what pictures I've seen over the years that everybody was there.
6: Okay. Well, maybe maybe I, he's
1: good to go then. I don't know. Yeah. So but uh they hit the stage they start with 32 pennies and they go through three songs. they don't make any 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 comment to the to the the audience or anything all of a sudden i realize okay they're playing down boys I'm like and then they play big talk which makes me want to jump out of a third story window i can't stand that <laughs> yeah, song I,
6: I i sadly because of my college roommate am way too familiar with all these songs uh,
1: okay fine so then the ne- next the next song is they go after that song they tell me Hey, everybody, we are going to be playing all of Dirty, Rotten, <laughs> Filthy, Sticky Rich today, front to back, in order. And I, I basically, uh, I think I think people heard me scream. Because I was like, <laughs> oh,
6: fuck, where am I? Yeah. I'm here? I hate that concept when it's an album I like. Oh, my lord. I think, like, because my wife took me to, like, when we first got together and she moved in with me, one of the first things we did was go see Warrant because she likes Warrant. Uh huh. And I could, it, boy. Thank God they didn't do what you're talking about. I, I, we might have, we might not be together right now.
1: <laughs> so, so I'll, I'll conclude
6: with this. Now remember, they hit the stage at
1: 11:30. They're three songs in. I've made all my effort of being there. All of a sudden, they break into "Sometimes She Cries." Sometimes I fucking leave. You've
0: got a picture of your house, and you're standing by the door. Black and white and faded And it's look and pretty won't. I see the fact that it worked So it in the back the Memories are great But man, they're really coming back I don't need to be the king of the world Long as I'm the hero of this little girl The color deep inside like blue suburban sky when I come home late at night you're
1: So let's talk about a band that you saw recently.
6: I don't know if we've ever talked about them on the show. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh I really like these guys. They're out of Kingston, Ontario. It's called the Glorious Sons. Yes. Oh uh, yeah. Glorious. Glorious Sons. Glorious Sons. Yeah, what the fuck? I and like I, I saw them in Northern Invasion in 2015. Was blown away. I have liked everything they've released as far as like Albums, you know what I mean. They've only got two, but uh, and and most of their music, you know what I mean. There's a couple songs that I'm not that big a fan of, but just a great up and coming young rock and roll band. Uh, Maybe Kiss could use them for an opening act. But anyway, uh, Uh, paint paint out of nowhere. They've suddenly just decided that they're going to be in my town all the time. I've actually (laughs) they've been here so much in the last year and about two months. I've actually had to miss a show. I was like, I can't go again. How many times have you seen them now? Four, three times out of four in since I think February of 2018. Yeah, Uh, and the
1: crazy thing is, you have the opportunity to see them again in six months. Yeah, they're
6: coming back with the Struts uh, in July, so I'm pretty sure I'm going to be there for that. But there's this thing that happens. You know, it's like I'm really getting kind of like lethargic when it comes to going to concerts. Like I look forward to seeing these bands. I just don't like everything else. The going to the venue, the parking, the, the crowds, the bathrooms, all that shit. I'm just kind of fucking tired of it. The opening bands. Yeah, that's probably, honestly, that more than anything else. They only listed two bands for this night, and I knew there was going to be more than two. How about we do uh, what you did with me with the Warren Show? How many bands do you think were opening before uh, the Glorious Sons? Uh, how many were listed? Two. Four. There was only three. Okay. Okay. So the doors were at 730. My wife and I got there at about 720. This place is a, oh, is a, is a small. It's actually where I saw Corey Taylor do his his little thing there. And them evils played there just, uh, I think, last Labor Day weekend. Um, okay. There's a downstairs bar they call the Clown Lounge. We actually wrote out <laughs> the first band down there um, uh, while some friends of ours showed up. And we went up to watch Lily, which was a mistake. The, the, the My concern with this place is that they, they aren't known for a great sound system. It's fun to go there when a, when you're seeing a local band and you don't necessarily care about that. But this, this was a sold-out show. It was going to be packed. And you at least want to hear the music, right? Yep. And, yeah, the opening band... Their music coming down the stairs to the basement sounded like shit. (laughs) Uh, But Lily sounded like complete garbage when we were up there. It was just like they were using the house PA. And then the Glorious Sons come on, and they sound amazing. And I thought it was kind of like that thing with Corrosion of Conformity. Oh, by the way, a quick side note. There wasn't a goddamn orange amp on the stage anywhere. Um, But there was this. At the end of the night, I saw them packing up. All of a sudden, the sound system that they were using came down. They brought their own sound man, sound board, and sounds, uh, the whole system. That might have something to do with the quality of the sound you hear. A little more than a guitar player's amplifier.
1: I've already had one person uh, tell me that they saw Danko Jones mm-hmm. uh, recently, yep. and uh, he had orange amps, and it sounded amazing.
6: Do you speak Latin, Luce? Um, no, it's a dead language. Uh, okay, well, post hoc, ergo proctor hoc.
1: Anyway, continue
6: on. That means after, therefore, because of. And it's what it's yeah. saying is that some people who are simple minded see one thing and equate it to another thing. And they're almost.
1: Are you telling me that I am simple minded?
6: When it comes to orange amps, you clearly are. <laughs> when it comes to the effect of an amplifier and the entire. how it affects the sound of other instruments. In a mix, yes, yes, you are very similar. Once
1: again, you're misunderstanding. If you own Orange Amps, you are more likely to care about the mix and produce an excellently mixed show. That's it. That was my theory. Not just the
6: Orange Amp. Okay. Yeah, it, Your theory falls apart when bands who have orange amps sound like garbage. I've never seen one. That's my point. Yeah, well, you, 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 you probably weren't paying attention. Anyway.
1: When that happens,
6: I Back to I the will, Glorious I Sons. Will,
1: oh, motherfucker.
6: Yep. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Anyway, back to the Glorious Sons. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it turns out that maybe you need more than just a fucking guitar amp to, to make the whole band sound good. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see this band, <laughs> I am always happy that I fought through that old man. Just I don't want to get out of my house and my you know yeah. I, they fucking remind me why I love rock and roll live music. You know because you know that they're a little lighter than most of my tastes. You know yep. I mean uh, but their songs are so good. The band is just firing on all cylinders. They're just so fucking tight, uh, and and one of the best singers out there right now, uh, and n- kind of a goofy frontman. I have to admit, he doesn't.
1: Oh yeah, he you know,
6: he's, he's got this unshowered cousin it thing going, but <laughs> still, when you hear him sing, uh, it's just great. I would probably lay their set list out a little different. That would be the one thing I would see that I commonly walk away from. I would also make sure they always play fucking heavy. But uh, we we covered that. If you want to hear the story behind that, check out my uh, interview with the lead singer, Brett Emmons. But yeah, man, it just reminds me of the spirit of rock and roll, why I got into it as a musician, why I like writing songs, why I like listening to music, why I like going to shows, why I like doing this show with you. Is because of bands that just That, that, that hit you like they, they do I'm not saying they're for everybody But I'm telling you man They are definitely for me
5: Come every year don't come at all You leave your peace at home That's your call It never paid to be merciful Come every year don't come at all Come every year don't come at all In times of war and living hell You can't trust a man at war with himself I'll be the last breath you breathe Come heavy or don't come at all You leave your peace at home, that's your call It never paid to be merciful Come heavy or don't come at all
3: one of these
1: bands that inspired you to do this
6: podcast yes it's definitely the inspiration yeah i mean you inspired me if anything by just saying do you want to do a podcast
1: no i'm saying that it's just one of those bands that that makes you realize why you care about music so much.
6: absolutely drink
1: okay okay so are one of these are you a fan of Danko jones
6: (laughs) i think you know the answer to that
1: yeah okay so that brought us together kind of okay so the love connection point is Right. I just purchased his, his uh, a book he put out, I think, about a year ago or so, called I've Got Something to Say, Danko Jones, Ten Years of Rock and Roll Ramblings. And it's kind of a collection of all the – he writes all the time for different websites and uh, uh, the man has a podcast. And by the way, randomly, he has his own threes Company podcast where he does the entire series. The guys Is Kevin Smith anyway. the co-host? No. Does he have one, too, about no, food Kevin companies? Smith has,
6: like, 90 podcasts. He has one dedicated to Frasier. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I didn't know that. No, that's absolutely true. Yeah, it's called uh, wow. Toss Salad and Scrambled Eggs. Check it out, people. <laughs> it's not called Toss Salad. Yeah, it is. Toss Salad and Scrambled oh, Eggs from, from the theme song. You know Toss
1: Salad... All right, I'm not going to go into Toss Salad Toss salad Man with you. But, um, okay. It's so Toss Salad
6: and Scrambled Eggs. It's the lyrics to the song for Frasier. Quit being my pervert.
1: So the the, interdu- the introduction to the to the uh, uh, I'm reading this and the first like five articles kind of remind me of why we do this show and everything like that. And one of them is, one of the things says basically, I'm merely a guy who has too many opinions on music and needs a healthy <laughs> platform to get them out, or else my insides will explode. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of, one of the reasons we do this. And it says well, I don't put
6: that know why a bumper sticker and give it to everybody who's <laughs> ever known me in my life. <laughs> it's a long bumper sticker. Yeah, well. It says that Fuck 'em. Yeah.
1: Them. <laughs> yeah but, but it's in one font. Um anyway, it says, the next part is it says, I don't know why I obsess over the minutiae of some bands. When you look at it objectively, it's a big waste of time. It's hollow barking, but god damn it, it's a lot of fun. Which which I read that and I was like, that should be the subtitle of this show. Yeah. Hollow barking.
3: Yeah, oh, right?
6: no shit. Yeah, well, all
1: we uh, do is fucking hollow bark. And then the final part is, it just says, remember, kids, there are only two kinds of music, good and bad. How many times have I said that? No, hold on. It's not it. It says, sometimes the good isn't all that great, and sometimes the bad is
6: fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I've never said that. Oh, yes, you
1: have. But anyway, the point is, like, like, glorious sons. For those that haven't listened to them, I can tell you this much: they transcend the average music fan. Like, like, uh, 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 friends of mine and, and my wife as well. Like, the, she's not into a lot of the music that I'm into, but glorious sons mm. is like one of those bands that just like it's just fucking good.
6: Yeah, and my, they're playing. My wife as well, but you know, uh, she's a little different than your wife. She gets into a lot of color. the rock and even metal, right? Um, right. But this band in particular just drives her batty. You should see her at one of these shows. She's like a, an 11-year-old girl at a Bieber concert. Uh, yeah. and, and she and knows going. all the songs, but
1: yeah and we're going there in, uh, next Tuesday they're playing here again kick Some ass um, just like they, the thing I uh, mentioned before where I was about to go to sleep it was, it was 10.30 at night and mm. he texted me and says you have to fucking go you're making go. a mistake is what I said you're, Yeah, you're making a mistake like, like something out of like a lethal weapon mm-hmm. whatever like that uh, oh, <laughs> uh,
6: oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I think it's in you every know, Liam, it. Mues- Liam Neeson movie in the last
3: two, uh, <laughs> 10 years I don't know who you are I don't know what you want
6: and I will kill you anyway so that's all I got this is this is like seeing the stones like circa like like if they're like the 1972 1973 but playing a bar I mean just just professional tight a machine they know what the fuck they're doing and yet it's still got this organic rock and roll feel to it and uh it's yeah I encourage anybody look we've 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 glorified we this band. We've blown these guys. Yeah. We've glorified the glorious sons. We've blown them
1: so much. But here's the thing: is is all you need to know is this. How much do we disagree about bands?
6: Enough. I don't know. I mean, uh,
1: enough. Uh, we we get you know. I mean, we have our thing. But this is one. These are one of the one of these bands that we agree yeah. upon. So that enough. <laughs> Having loose cannon and Baco's approval yeah. should if the you see them the
6: mushroom stamp of uh, seal of approval.
1: They're coming to your town. Take a chance. Spend your twenty or thirty bucks. Yeah, it I was fifteen bucks, man. Yeah.
6: So it's cheap. Yeah, so it's cheap now. Uh, they were just on uh, national TV for the the uh, the Winter Classic for the hockey uh, NHL. Really? Yeah. So oh, that's good. Um, they got a little bit of pub there. So they're blowing. They're getting bigger, man. <laughs> fan of Imagine dragons if I recall. <laughs> <laughs> I believe Or whatever I don't song really, is. you know, I only know that uh the, what's that new one? <laughs> Lightning and the thunder and the thunder. Thunder feel the thunder Lightning and the Thunder Thunder the thunder Lightning the
2: Thunder Thunder Thunder
6: And what's they had uh one other one, radioactive, right? oh that's right that's the
1: one that's the one see my kids five years old and eight years old the (laughs) the audience.
6: I want baby shark and fucking imagine dragons bitches (laughs) (laughs)
1: well all I know is that the person the lady that carpools drills those fucking songs into their heads on the way home and they come home they sing them I'm like no. My son
6: praise
1: <laughs> Praise no. the, the Rock Gods above has resisted from that though. It's it's my daughter.
6: The Imagine Bro Dragons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I first saw them on um, the Grammys and they played that song radioactive. And I think my I I, I was somewhat familiar with the song, but I was really off put by the performance. Mm-hmm. They 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 performed the song if I guess okay like it, it, they replicated it but th- they they were acting like they were playing punk rock music and I'm like you understand this is a fairly mid to slow tempo tune man right it's it's pretty sl- plodding yeah exactly and you're like running around like fuck yeah Waking up. And um, they just played that, I don't know, uh, some college football game and everybody lost their shit. Uh, and uh, like like it, there was a lot of blowback about like, oh, my God, I can't believe how bad this band is. And then I watched that footage. and I'm like, this is what they are, though. I mean, they didn't just exist. you know I don't understand why this is the catalyst to decide they suck. They sucked three years ago. To get to where we're going with this, Corey Taylor has some things to say about this. Uh, oh, yes. Please. Um, he basically uh, a, a week or two ago said that uh, they have the Imagine Dragons have replaced Nickelback as the most hated rock band in the world. Um, I don't know. Let's just talk about that real quick. Agree, disagree, don't care. Where, where do you fall in line with that? I don't have enough knowledge about, about them. I just know that, that Radioactive
1: is a, is a silly song. and
6: It's not a good song at all. It's No,
1: and Believe, Believe is. And th- actually, if, if if Thunder and Lightning is their song, are you sure that's their song?
6: Yeah, Lightning
1: and the Thunder. And okay, that thunder. one is, oh, God, that's a fucking horrible song.
3: I so, think <laughs> the only,
6: my reference is only Radioactive and Thunder. They basically, their songs are really just like candy bar commercials. Or for a car or a credit card, you know what I mean? They're not actual songs. They're like a chunk of time sh- like that would typically fill a 30-second commercial stretched over f- four minutes. Yeah, so I, when you're
1: saying that? I have Spotify pulled up, and the number of plays that Thunder and Lightning has is just under a billion. It's 964 No, I'm sorry, 994 uh, million right now and believer same thing so people really like those candy commercials is my point
6: sure yeah if, I mean look there's no arguing they're popular Jesus but they're also a billion uh, a billion fucking a
1: billion plays what, I don't even think that there's a room for that number here I've never seen that and looking at this I mean I'm not even I don't look at Beyonce's numbers and so shit like that but that is
6: staggering do not, the not get the beehive plays. going after us okay? Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> okay they're relentless and we're on Twitter now they'll take us down bro I'm looking at this. There's
1: less plays in hers, in her her songs here. I just pulled her up. These guys are, have at least double the plays of, uh, of Beyonce. Yeah,
7: but
6: well, that's a lot of hate listens. <laughs> you know what? I think a lot of the Three Sides of the Coins uh, followers listen to these guys. They—they're not just imagined dragons. They're imagined listeners.
1: <laughs> so you're saying that 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 it's imagined that this is a whole bot thing. The imagined dragons—yeah, let's real. go with
6: that. <laughs> okay, I like that theory. All right. Well, anyway, they have a singer. His name is Dan Reynolds. And he has something to say about what Corey Taylor had to say before I we we, we go through it because I would love to just read the whole thing and break it down with you if that's okay.
1: Yeah, because I I haven't heard this. But yeah. Basically the, the, the one insult was that they are the new Nickelback, and then he goes from there.
6: Yeah, kind of. And it turns out some other people have been taking shots at him recently. Too. Okay, all right. So he's he's right. he's he's, he's,
1: pr- he's pretty irritated at this point. When
2: well,
6: this it, it's 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 one of the most like I'm not butthurt. But I'm super butthurt <laughs> statements I've read in a long time. You know, uh, I mean, whatever. Let's just get into it. You ready? So, so, so you,
1: yeah. but So you're saying that this episode possibly could be called Sympathy for the Butthurt Part 2? or <laughs> Part 3,
6: I think. We've already done Part 2. Ooh,
1: damn, two episodes already. Yeah. Go ahead.
6: All right. So, and again, March badness, people. These guys suck. I fucking hate Imagine Dragons if I didn't make that clear. I really despise everything this band or a, whatever this entity should be called. It is very amusing to
1: me the amount of research and anchor you've put towards Panic at the Disco
6: and Imagine Dragons. It, it's it's actually very impressive. I Thank you very much. I don't have a lot of hate for Panic in the Disco. I just have questions. Oh!
0: it's saturday night okay
1: go ahead please questions and here's
6: the this band fucking embodies again i I don't even like calling them a band this entity of fucking corporate crap that comes out of las vegas apparently they embody everything that i disdain just garbage they're not even that hooky with their hooks I'm sorry, but if you enjoy this band, that says an awful lot about how little you fucking enjoy music. This is music for the deaf. This is music for people who don't enjoy music. If you if you if you're riding an elevator or sitting in a doctor's office, this and you go, I like this. You're probably listening to these guys. Let's get to Dan Reynolds' uh, retort shall we? It's long, so uh, you, you might you might need to interrupt me, because I think you might have something. Oh, I, I, pl- I plan to interrupt. <laughs> what, what have I not interrupted you? Oh yeah, I guess I don't ever have to ask. No. Alright, for a decade now, I've dealt with critics and other bands saying extremely harsh things about my band. Not what I would call, finger quotes, fair criticism, and then uh, uh, in uh, um, parentheses, which I always try my best to receive and learn from. Thunder, thunder,
1: thunder. You know what their, fir- their first name of the band was, right? I do not. What was it? It was called uh, Imagine If Puff the Magic Dragon Tried to Make Music. Thunder, thunder, thunder,
6: thunder. You know what? That actually makes a fuck lot of sense. Continue, please. He continues. But actual clickbait horse shit, words filled with vile and hate, Meant to feed humanity's need to laugh at each other's imperfections and fail. Oh my god, isn't that the
1: panic of the disco song? Yeah, I'm the pretty title? sure I
6: think that's a no, that's a title of a panic of the disco song. <laughs> that's what I meant, yeah. Or it's the title of a Fall Out Boy song. Yeah, one of the two. That, that's a lot of that's a lot of anger right there. That sentence right there, though. Oh, Continue, please. Yeah, that, he went deep there, man. Uh, uh, wow. So he admits to some imperfections and failures there. It seems like, though, um, mm-hmm. because sure. I think his uh, he's on to something. Thunder, thunder, thunder. Okay, so he carries on. I've stood silently and taken it for years. <laughs> It has this is where the part where I kind of want to like I hate that term snowflake but boy I kind of want to use it because mainly cuz of how it's used. But anyway, sure. he continues. It has added to the depression I've dealt with since youth. I don't say this to Oh, see. good lord. No, oh, let me finish this one. Yeah, well because Okay, you'll, sorry,
1: sorry, sorry. Go. go, yeah. go, go, go There's goodness. only
6: one more sorry. sentence and then then you're definitely going to come in. Okay. It has added to the depression I've dealt with since youth. I don't say this in search of th- sympathy, but just as fact. Hey, bull fucking shit. You're saying that to get sympathy.
1: Yeah, that, that's, uh, I, 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 I'm, I, I I'm just I, I'm I I am just i am i do not even know how to speak right now. because press release.
6: Okay. This
1: this is this sounds is this actually written by Isfrilis' girlfriend?
6: <laughs> no, there's uh, this is not all caps. Oh, okay,
1: caps. Sorry, that's the only difference I see in this because it's not making any sense so far. Is there more to this? Or is that the end?
6: No, no. There's much more. Oh God! It's not the person that causes me the feelings of stress and depression, but what it does. T- but but what it does to the world we as a band have created <laughs> now first off i have to say that the best part about this this uh
1: this the statement is the fact that you can find humor in the depression
6: <laughs> because it- i love the idea of like this world we have created and he's not saying we as like the world he's saying we as my band the imagine bro dragons <laughs>
1: yeah it's it's very uh uh top of the mountain uh, leave me alone don't don't make me sad yeah. I, I just, this is this please, is the 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 most is that, is that how far are we into this is this the beginning the middle I mean this is maybe insane. halfway oh my god continue please i I'm loving every moment of this
6: okay uh how can it possibly make a kid feel not cool listening to a magic dragon <laughs> Oh my like the idea that the music like that he writes he thinks like this is going to make kids cool. You ever
1: heard um Fabricated Hydros before? <laughs> nope. They're they're a cover uh, Imagine Dragons cover band. <laughs>
6: oh man, it, it, look, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> Dragon <laughs> um, imagine a world where your music was cool because it just isn't cool.
1: Besides Imagine Dragons, I I, uh, I actually prefer um, Fabricated. <laughs> damn, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> a second, again, hold on. Uh, have you heard of the other uh, Imagine Dragons cover bands? There's a lot of them.
6: Yeah, let me hear one.
1: Fantasized Colossus? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's uh, a... <laughs> I have to look. There's, there's a whole Wikipedia page full of them. So, keep going,
6: please. I'm sorry. What about I, I just... uh, Synthetic Demogorgon? <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're, pre- they're pretty good. They
6: they, they really rock they up... They play uh, my neck of the woods all the time.
1: Yeah, well, they really rock up... Uh, they really, you know... They, they take Thunder and Lightning to the next level. I mean, but, they uh, really,
6: like, they do a good job of, like, making you feel like you're at, at an actual Imagine Dragons show because sure. there's a lot of pillows, and it's like you're in a library. Yeah.
1: Anyway. But, but my favorite, uh, my, uh, one last one. I mean, My favorite, though, is conceptualized behemoth. <laughs>
6: Okay, when he carries on. By the way, just so we've, we've kind of sidetracked there. You know, we left off with how can, I can't even say this. How can, we were,
1: we, were, we were in the middle of we were the middle of his uh depression and and childhood and we went to cover bands. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's he, that's but, not very sensitive.
6: We left off with how could it possibly make a, a kid feel not cool listening to Imagine Dragons. <laughs> that basically been your mission statement from the beginning? I think so. Yes. Oh, God. Uh, I didn't realize the point of them existing was to make kids feel cool listening to them. Sure. (laughs) It's like, like, I hate when people make fun of Dungeons and Dragons. It makes kids who play it not feel cool. Uh,
1: I mean, I feel super cool when I'm listening to Made Up Savage.
6: Dungeons (laughs) and... Dungeons and Imagine Dragons.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the only thing is, like, instead of putting up the devil horns in the concert, they put up the twelve-sided die.
6: Uh, Oh God! I, I, by the way, uh, I'm planning on going to see uh, uh, How to Train Your Imagine Dragon this week. (laughs) Part three. Part three. Oh, okay. So he carries on. I hate that thought. Wait, How to Train Your Imagine Bro Dragon (laughs) three. (laughs)
1: it's <laughs> a pro a train your imagined pro dragon
6: <laughs> oh, oh boy oh, oh my god <laughs> oh. so he, oh. he he carries on trying to he's trying to keep kids cool basically yeah, sure. He says, "I hate that thought. Wondering if my kids—apparently he has children—wondering if my kids will be made fun of <laughs> as they grow older because someone thinks my band isn't cool."
1: <laughs> you know, you know uh, what's cool.
6: Super. I mean, Madrigas
1: is awesome, but I like Daydream Werewolf better.
5: <laughs> I.
1: Is
6: who does this guy think he is? I mean, this is every band. Of course, your kids think you're lame, man. Oh my god! I I wish my stepdaughter was here. I could bring her down here to tell you how fucking cool Jesus Chrysler is. Oh my god! Yeah,
2: yeah.
6: how fucking pathetic is it? This just validates everything I've ever felt about this band. This guy is actually saying, man. I hate the idea of my kids not thinking my band is cool. (laughs) (laughs) Of course they shouldn't, you fucking idiot!
2: Uh, Even if you were
6: fucking a cool band, your kids would think you're fucking lame. And the fact that you think it matters and they should think you're cool proves you were never fucking cool.
1: No, listen. (laughs) Listen Just just end end the group and start a new one called Hallucination
6: Hellions. (laughs) Oh, boy. That's my my advice. That's great advice. So let's see if we can keep going through this without me getting too wound up. Uh, I I, I, I really went off the rails in the last episode. I feel like I'm getting lathered up now. Yeah, but listen, I'm running out of synonyms, so hurry up. Uh, Rob Halford, we need you. (laughs) I've gotten over the fact that the guys in other bands, and then in parentheses, the nineteen seventy-five. I've never heard of them. Have you?
1: Oh yeah, I've heard of them. I've heard of them.
6: Foster the People, which I have heard of, uh, Smashing Pumpkins, and Slipknot, etc. In parentheses, feel a need to talk badly about my band for whatever reason. I don't feel anger towards them. Actually, just more of a sadness that this that this industry (laughs) embraces even celebrates this mentality. Poor baby. Oh, I, 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 I mean that—that uh, that right there is the the money line for me because it basically says, "I'm not butthurt. I'm just super butthurt."
1: Yeah, no, it's 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 totally butthurt. This
6: is a, it's a, oh my god! All right, we're getting towards the end here. You ready? I, I, yeah, go ahead. I I feel, I feel like well, we need a shower. Uh, I wish I'd, I wish it felt like a place where artists stood by each other and supported one another, regardless of our different tastes and voices. Are you fucking an idiot? <laughs> regardless of taste. Have you heard of the, this is the whole point. Look, look, shows like us, we embrace the importance of music, right? Yeah. But we also have fucking opinions. And yeah. according to this jack hole, we should only have positive opinions. Yes. He yes. must be a big Kiss fan. Yeah. Do you know what the the, the original working title
1: <laughs> for Imagine for, for Dragons was? I forgot.
6: <laughs> butthurt Bohemoths. <laughs> oh, my God. Not Butthurt, but Butthurt is going to be the name of his fucking biography. <laughs> Please, is there more? I can't wait. Just a little bit. He wraps it up here. How many? Is this is this a post or a press release? <laughs> uh, this is tweets or it, this is an Instagram post chopped up. Let's say oh. how many how many tweets is this? Okay, keep, keep going. All right. My bandmates are some of my best friends. Well, that's good. Uh, we are authentically ourselves. That's not necessarily good. And strive not that not that it's not good to be authentic. It's not good that this representation is authentic, Uh, and we are authentically ourselves and strive to bring positivity and empowerment to the world. We'll continue to do just that. Yours truly, Dave Reynolds. Dave, go fuck yourself. Honest to God, grow a pair. You know, I, I I am worried about your children, not because they they might think your band isn't cool, because they don't have a goddamn father. Ah, oh, that's a little deep. Raise your damned kids. Rock's not dead. And it's totally not butthurt, but it's totally butthurt. Tonight
7: I'm gonna have myself a real good time. I feel alive. Start leaping through the sky and cause.
6: anything just, off a of rockaholic?
3: They did. That was on the set list too. I'm Two addicted to rockahol. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.